Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig with details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. Something's wrong. Something, something, uh, there's an imbalance in the force today. Oh, a disturbance there is indeed, because Mr. Bolin is not in corporeal form with us. There's a Ben-shaped hole. Yes. Where Ben should be. And not only is there a Ben-shaped hole, there's a mission control-shaped hole in the form of a Casey Pegram. Yeah, but at least there's some corporeal being occupying that hole. Yes, exactly. And and quite a good one. Oh, no doubt. As well. No doubt. (laughs) Um, we we are here in the studio mm-hmm. on this day, a great day. Is it Friday? It is a Friday. That's a good thing. Yeah, I know. We get two days off and then back to the grind. Oh, That's what man. we do. I love the grind. Every week of our lives, 52 times a year. How do you feel about the grind? The grind? Yeah. Well, it's necessary. Okay. So you look at it as a necessary evil more than something you look forward to. No, no. I, I I'm, putting, I'm sorry. I'm putting, I'm putting words in your mouth. <laughs> It's necessary to to keep this thing that we call civilization mm-hmm. trucking along. Yeah, and to, to feed the the content monster. Oh yeah, the content monster, yeah. the economic batteries That's that right. we all are. Uh huh. That's true. You know, if we run out of juice, then 
what's the thing running on? That's a good question. Right? I'll tell you, though, speaking of feeding the content monster, oh. uh, in Ben's um, sad absence, he is having amazing adventures, by the way. Oh, that we can't talk I about. I, well, we just would we would prefer to have his permission. We, it's his story to tell. Yes. How about that? Let's, yes. leave it, let's leave it there. But, yeah, we've you know we got to keep this, this uh, conspiracy podcast train trucking along. And so to do that, we thought we'd do one of these fun uh, – Here's where it gets crazy episodes, wherein we uh, troll our own lurk on our own Facebook group <laughs> yeah. and pull the best, tastiest bits out to make a show. And, and it's so much stinking fun going mm-hmm. through this feed. Yep. You listening to this are amazingly uh, witty, mm-hmm. and you just pull stuff out of the ether that we would never see if it wasn't for you. Yeah. And some of this stuff is like kind of bite-sized nuggets that could, that maybe wouldn't get a whole episode on their own. There are a couple, though, that yeah. I think do warrant a deeper dive. So we'll kind of like tease those a little bit. Certainly. Um, but then it'll be kind of something you can look forward to to see a full episode about. Yes. So shall we jump right in? Well, we will. Oh, you know but what? First, there's, we there's, got some things business. to mention. There's there, there's some business. We, we need to, to tell you guys we're going on tour. I'm not sure if this is the first time you've heard this, if there's been some kind of ad that maybe you've heard or skipped over. Stop mm-hmm. doing that. Don't skip over the ads. Come on. That's yeah, <laughs> what the button's for, the 15-second button. That's right. But we're going on tour from October 23rd to October 28th. We're going to be in Philadelphia, Boston, Arlington, Brooklyn, and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And if you want to hang out with us in the real though most likely simulated world, you can get your tickets right now. That's right. You can go to StuffTheyDon'tWantYouToKnow.com, and we have uh, a conspicuously located live shows tab at the top where you can click and um, get your ticket ordering on. I believe we have a pre-sale deal going on right now when you use the promo code SCULLY. That's S-K-U-L-L-Y. Yeah. Yeah, like like one of the you know co-hosts of this show. Right. And if you're in the know, you know that. Mm -hmm. It's a K. Scully. Mm -hmm. And then one other thing really fast. So, by the way, just please get your tickets and come hang out with us. Like, we really want to just be in your presence and and talk about some weird stuff. We think it's going to be a really great time. And, you know, Noel and Ben and I like to hang out after shows, so hopefully we can actually hang out in person, not just like do a show. Yeah, and these are all pretty chill, smallish, uh, intimate venues. I'm really looking forward to just kind of like meeting everybody and hanging out and doing a live show. We've done a few thus far and have really enjoyed all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going back to the Bell House in Brooklyn where we did yes. a show at the New York Podcast Festival a couple of years ago and really had a great time doing that. So we're going to have some surprises, maybe some multimedia type stuff. I don't know. I'm just pulling this out of who knows. They're here, but we nobody knows, not we, even we us. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Let us know what we should do, please. We're desperate. <laughs> yeah, but we're working on it. And one one other uh, one other mention here: we have merchandise. Merchandise. It sounds weird to say it that way. There are things that have our logos and like stuff from this show that you can purchase. Faces? Do we have our? Do we have T-shirts with our faces on them yet? <laughs> no. Should we do that? Yeah. Really? I think we should. Okay. Yeah, we should, you know those mean mugging shots we did a while back at the graveyard? Yes. We should get those. All right. Yeah. Totally. So mm-hmm. if, if you want to start uh, rocking some conspiracy stuff gear, you can get started right now. Just go to our website, stufftheydontwantyoutoknow.com, click on that store tab, and it'll take you to our T Public site. You can get all kinds of stuff, stickers and phone cases. It's really cool. It's the only place where you can get official Illumination Global Unlimited designs. Mm-hmm. On the planet. It's the only place. It's very true. 
Okay, now that stuff's out of the way. Yeah, it feels good to get it off our chest, though. Let's just, you know, get it done right at the front. It really does. You need to know about it, uh, and we need to tell you about it. That's true. So let's jump right into this. Who who posted our first thing that we're going to talk about today? Yeah, for an unrelated reason, this is hitting very close to home to me today. As I left my debit card in an ATM machine last night um, because it got stuck, and then somebody, I guess, apparently got it out and used it to spend a bunch of money at Urban Outfitters. I canceled the card, (laughs) but apparently did not cancel in time, and I felt like a big dummy. This is not what this story is about, but here's here's this is let's start it off with a good quote from Tom Haskins, who is uh, the poster of this. I have have to say this, yeah, before we get to Tom Haskins. Knowing that they went and spent $500 at Urban Outfitters, right. I feel like that can help us um, identify the, the the person in some way. I feel you like that so? helps us in some way. Urban Outfitters, right? I guess so. I mean, it was it was nearby. Oh, so okay. It so it was yeah. more of an opportunity. It was a crime of opportunity. And I mentioned this to somebody and they said, well, if it makes you feel any better, $500 only gets you about three items at Urban Outfitters. Oh. So um, there's that. But yeah, so in the immortal words of the Wu-Tang Clan, you best protect your neck. Ah. And, and what he's referring to is protect your, um, your financial neck because hackers, you see, are apparently, according to the FBI, preparing what's called an unlimited ATM cash heist. What? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like – so basically the FBI put out a warning to banks all across the country that cyber criminals are prepping to execute this hack that could potentially drain individuals' bank accounts. But the kicker is – like like my bank account? Your bank account, my bank account, anyone's bank account. But here's the kicker. The the whole unlimited bit means that they can actually alter your balance and get rid of those safeguards that like like you know give you a, a limit of how much you can yeah. withdraw and potentially withdraw literally unlimited amounts of money. So uh, here's the deal. It's called an unlimited operation or an ATM cash out. And the FBI um, got – a report, somewhat unspecified, it says, um, that there is this attack in imminent, being planned. Um, it is going to be in the coming days. And this, I think, was updated as recently as yesterday. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah there was a yeah, PBS yeah. article from yesterday. That's right. Exactly. Um, and what this does is it involves – Having malware installed either on, like, the ATM machines themselves mm-hmm. or at the root, like, at the banks. Oh, like and, the, the terminals and stuff inside. Yeah. The and it allows the hackers to alter these fraud controls like we were talking about, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, the upward withdrawal limits or, you know, how if you use your card in too many places, there'll be, like, a red flag and, you know, they'll shut it down briefly. There's too many different places. Like, if you've been traveling and you use your card in two locations, sometimes it'll they'll put a hold on it. Things yeah. like that they can get rid of, right? Um, and it also allows them to literally alter the balance. So that the, the way they do this is they actually clone copies of legit cards um, and they are able to kind of send this stolen data to their cronies or people they're op- operating with. Yeah. And they can imprint it on reusable cards. Like you can get like these reusable magnetic strip cards that they can imprint this stuff onto. And then they literally use actual ATMs, multiple ones. And over the course of time, they could potentially, you know, rob people of millions of dollars. And it's happened. Yeah. And I guess it depends on how many humans are physically involved, like going through and hitting ATMs where they're located on the planet. Um, that That's 
that's really scary. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, especially the whole idea of it being eminent. And, and we've got a little more information in a second about where that information is coming from. But Matt, can you give us like an example of, of, of this having happened already, like in real life? Oh, yeah. There's this place called the Cosmos Cooperative Bank in India. And um, a, a little while ago, there were multiple news sources that were stating that thieves actually did this. They, they cloned the cards. They executed 12,000, around 12,000 transactions. And they stole almost 13.5 million U.S. dollars from Cosmos accounts. And all they used, check this out. You, you imagine like, okay, for something of this magnitude, you would need a whole bunch of ATMs. You'd need a whole bunch of places that you're, that you're doing this in. There were only 25 ATMs used. That's insane. And this is stolen from an Indian bank. Right, mm-hmm. it but, was but the, carried but, out in Canada, that's right. and Hong Kong, yeah, 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 and India, and India. But but multiple countries where it was taken out. No, it's crazy. And just last month, um, another operation like this used these same kind of methods to snag more than two point four million dollars from the National Bank of Blacksburg in Virginia. Oh, geez. and they did this over the course of several months. Whoa! And uh, here's here's the worst part. Uh, if you're an employee at a bank or something, maybe, um, you are actually the, the one who is kind of – I'm not – you're not putting anyone in danger, but just by doing your day-to-day, day-to-day activities, it, it's dangerous because if you open a certain email, if you um, – you know, oh, go to a certain website, this malware, malware can get installed. And that's, that's right. how it happened, or they, they believe that's how it happened. Yeah, it was one of those phishing emails that, like, poses as something innocuous, and then you open it up or click on a link, and wait, nothing happened. Yeah. Wait, what? what, what that's what, what, weird. What? Ah, ever have, you ever done that? What's this executable? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I've, I've done it before. Thankfully, it was, you know, it wasn't something that affected Max, I guess, but I, I definitely realized after the fact that, oh, yeah, that was definitely a notorious phishing email that yeah. I just opened. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are ways to guard against this. And the FBI themselves have, have kind of a list of, like, things to look for. Um, they're asking banks to implement strong password requirements, which you'd think, you know, if Facebook makes you do it, I, I would think you're – financial institution would make you do it too. So yeah, good good job with that. Yes. <laughs> please please do strong password. You know, strong password requirement meaning it has to have a certain number of characters, that has a certain mix of, you know, uppercase and lowercase or whatever. Yeah. And then when you put it in and for the first time it did like kind of ranks it for how strong or weak it is. Right? Well yeah, yeah. And really that just goes directly back to how long it would take an algorithm or a piece of software to crack that that password. Because it can, you know, take Hours, it can take days, or it can take months and years, like depending on how strong your password is. And if it's if it's strong enough, then trying to crack it probably just isn't worth it yep. for anyone trying to do that. So good, good call. And word to the wise, a word that I should probably take myself, even if you have a strong password, probably best not to use it for every single account <laughs> that you have, Yeah, uh, which unfortunately I, I tend to do more often than not. I have like maybe three or four, yeah. but I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty bad about it. At least modify it in some way. Yes. Like yeah. specifically to the thing that you're using it in. Uh, but here's a, another really important thing you can do is always have two-step authentic authentication. And that is crazy helpful. I've got that for almost, I think, every account that I have right now. Um, and that's just great because it'll send you an email or something if any anything happens to your account. I know Casey's got like four-step authentication, I think. Um, it, it like calls his mom. And uh, she has to verify. I think that's what he was telling me earlier. 
Yeah, he's he's nodding. Okay. Um, it, it my That's intense. Yeah, I haven't gone that far yet, but some shady stuff has happened to Casey where you know he's he's had to like really protect his. I neck. Feel like you're telling tales. No, he's got to protect his neck. Well, we all have to protect our neck and our our bank accounts. Um, and here are a few other ways the FBI suggesting that. And again, these are this is mainly advice from the FBI to banks. Yes. Because at the yes. end of the day, I mean, you know, FDIC I guess guarantees your deposits safety up to a certain amount mm-hmm. and i mean i'm sure there's insurance in place for banks but it does come to a point where if you're getting bled dry like this over time like what's the recourse like how are, yeah. how are banks getting this money back if it's like 13 million dollars is the government just like saying oh you poor you poor banks here here's your 14 million dollars back i think the trick is that it's all made up and not real, oh, so wow. okay. it's just uh, it doesn't matter. No, but does the FDIC just <laughs> guarantee the deposits of like individuals, or is there like what's the safeguard in place for protecting banks? Like if a bank is robbed, for example, physically robbed. Oh yeah, there. I mean, I mean there there is there are protections for the money that's physically in a bank by okay. the Federal Reserve. And so FDIC. I guess technically this is a victimless crime. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's just a little inconvenient, like my stupid ATM card. Um, but yeah, this is more advice to the banks from the FBI. Uh, and these are kind of interesting. Do you know what whitelisting is? Uh, I mean, I'm familiar with it in certain contexts, but I'm not sure about it here. Yeah, so it, it's basically just um, it's software applications that will install themselves on your yeah. computer that the computer recognizes as a trusted, uh, safe, um, you know, piece of software. But as Casey Pegram was just telling us off air, there are kind of new ways where malware can even be injected into the code of some of these whitelisted applications so that even that's not like 100% uh, safety measure, right? Especially when dealing with <coughs> torrents. Torrents. And none, or, of us, yeah. none of us no. deal with, no. with those. No, we would, we would um, never. We would did, never. That's not. No. Stealing movies is a, is a crime. It's still stealing. <laughs> um and then you've got this is this is the thing that I found interesting and makes a lot of sense is um, these banks should monitor and limit admin access to accounts like employees even right I yeah. think certain employees are going to have pretty deep access to personal accounts and that maybe is what you know when with the one example with the uh, employee opening the phishing email maybe being too linked in to the system or whatever yeah. and having this you know a lower level employee with this kind of admin privileges, infects the whole machine, right? Yeah, yeah. And here's the big issue with this stuff. This specific attack or threat of an attack, it it's one thing, but it's a constant threat that cannot ever go away. It will not ever go away because as long as we're using technology, especially technology that is linked up to an internet – uh, there will be these threats. So that's why if you're, you know, maybe in high school listening to this or about to go into college, go ahead and, you know, think about cybersecurity because it's probably going to be the safest bet for a, a, a good job for the rest of, uh, you know, eternity. Yeah. I mean, that bag of badges is already open, my friend. Those yeah. badgers are running wild. Yeah. <laughs> Those digital fake money badgers. Uh, money badgers are the worst. What do we have next? Our next post comes from Emma Glavish, and she says, Oh, man, one of my fiancé's co-workers completely unprompted brought up chemtrails a few weeks back. We've had uncharacteristically sunny weather this summer, and this co-worker walked outside and said, Hey, it seems like we had a lot of sun today. They must not be spraying as much anymore. 
Any of you conspiracy realists have any funny in-person instances of having a conspiracy casually sprung on you? <laughs> was, this, was this man Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins? He was. It was Dick Van Dyke himself. Yeah. He was just a co-worker. They were on set. And then he did uh, a little one-man band like, kind of like... Seems like we had a lot of sun today. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Chim, <laughs> chimney, chim, chim, chiru. <laughs> chim, chim, chiru. Oh, man. There were some crazy chemtrails in the sky yesterday. Let me tell you what. Uh, let's do a refresher. What are chemtrails again? I, this is like <laughs> almost before my conspiracy time, uh, I think, on this show. Really? Yeah. I don't think I ever like dug deep on chemtrails with you guys. I know oh the idea. God. What's the idea? Is that it's like chemical sprays like that are somehow infecting the population? Oh, dude, or? there are so many ideas out there. Okay, so uh, the gist of a chemtrail uh, conspiracy is that for some reason or another, large planes Mm -hmm. are spraying some kind of chemical compounds or combination of compounds out into the atmosphere Mm -hmm. for some reason or another. And it's usually being done by a government entity. Sometimes it's a private entity like contracted by the government. Hypothetically. This is the conspiracy. I'm telling you the the, Uh the theory. Uh Um, Sometimes it is to – alter the humans in a population of a certain city or area in some way. So either dosing them with some drug or dosing them with some kind of bacteria or other chemical. And the purposes are endless. Like you can see all kinds of stuff about uh, trying to change the fertility in males and or females Mm. um, to like lower the population to oh gosh i mean honestly there's so many maybe we should just do a chemtrails update episode since we we haven't done one maybe there's more you can just you know the teaching noel about chemtrails <laughs> that's the what episode. it'll be <laughs> yeah no, i like it um, but it's been going on forever and it's also one of the most kind of like fundamental conspiracy theory conspiracy theories right like yeah well the, the problem is that there are precedents for mass spraying of areas if you go back to like the Vietnam War, some some weather modification attempts, um, some attempts at spraying herbicides and other chemicals that we have actually done, the government has done in several venues in several places. Um, so it does have a precedent, although spraying chemicals over, you know, an area via plane, especially within the contiguous United States – um, isn't as common as a thing that's occurred in the past. But, you know, we've talked about how, like, St. Louis got sprayed before with bacteria, like, as an actual mm-hmm. test thing. Um, or I forget what compound it was or what uh, material it was, but they were actually sprayed without their knowledge. Um, and, I, and I think the ultimate uh, debunking of this is, is the idea that it's just water vapor that you're seeing. Yeah, be, because contrails are a real thing. A- any jet engine produces contrails depending on, you know, how much moisture is in the air, what altitude they're at. There, there are a bunch of factors there. They will make a contrail, which looks exactly like a chemtrail or at least very, very similar. So we've we kind of debunked it a little bit in a way. But then talked about those previous things I just mentioned in our previous uh, exploration of chemtrails. Um, so, th- so there you have it. That that's where we are right now. And to the to the point in the uh, in the email or in the Facebook post, had a lot of sun lately. They must not be spraying as much anymore. One of the things was the idea is that they're um, uh, environmental controls or they are like um, uh, weather-altering chemicals. Yes. Another is that they are mind-altering chemicals. Yes. Um, okay. So there we go. Chemtrails 101. Um, <laughs> so then we have some really delightful examples of folks being – having conspiracy theories kind of sprung on them. And it is certainly not the purpose of this show to uh, – tell anyone what to believe or to make fun of anyone's beliefs. But most of these, I think, have landed pretty squarely in the realm of the absurd in that they have been 
largely entirely debunked. <laughs> they have largely been debunked. All right, I'm going to do one from Allison. This is a response to this uh, question. Yes, exactly. Uh, she says she went on a date five years ago with a guy uh, I had a huge crush on in high school. Okay, coming back together after years. Um, they reconnected at a uh, high school reunion. So here I am. I've turned into teenage me, beyond <laughs> giddy, just super excited. He's still the nicest guy, super handsome. I'm wondering how he stayed single into his 40s. Uh-oh. Here it comes. Then he goes into everything from the UK secretly controlling our government. Well, I don't know. There's, there might be some truth to that one. Um, no. Oh, I wonder if you watched our videos and listened to our show on that one. It's our fault. <laughs> it's totally our fault. Uh, secretly controlling our government to occupy Wall Street, stalking him and sneaking into his house at night. I swear I literally heard the Pac-Man doodle 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 womp womp sound effects. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry about that, Allison. That's not so great. Yeah, no, that's that's a bummer. I just want to know how the rest of that date went. I know, Right in. Too. Let us know. Did you just have to kind of sit there and uh-huh? Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Stopping well, you in your sleep, you say. I had a wonderful time. I'm going to go <laughs> check, please. <laughs> All right. Our next response comes from Michelle, and she says, uh, one year our tax preparer went off unprompted about the duplicate earth behind the sun. We got our taxes done by a different company after that. <laughs> now listen, just because someone believes there's a duplicate earth behind the sun does not mean they can't fill out your fill out your forms. I don't know this one, a duplicate Earth. Maybe maybe they're talking about Nibiru or something like the the planet planet X that might be coming back and, you know, eventually crash into the earth in some way or flip the poles because of its gravitational field. I I have a feeling that's what the guy's talking about, or this person, whoever the tax preparer was. Um Have, have you seen that movie Another Earth? I have not actually seen it. Yeah. It's it's very divisive. A lot of people hate it, but I I, I quite enjoyed it. But it is about this other, this clone of Earth kind of appearing in the sky and it freaking everybody out. Wait, I have seen this. I it's, have seen it's this. It's that girl from the OA. Did you yes, ever see the OA? Yes. Britt Marling. I, unfortunately, not much of it stuck with me. Yeah. No, I, that one didn't either, but I, I like her other movie, uh, Sound of My Voice, which is about like this kind of cult that these uh, these guys, these journalists infiltrate. And um, they're, it's one of these things where they really lean heavily on like, is it real? Is Ooh. the magic real? Or is it just in your head? You know, which is, you know, could that's be, great. Could, yeah, I like it. Uh, people kind of give her a hard time. I really like the OA too, but um, I don't know. You know, on a, the on vacation, well, I actually took a vacation and uh, I watched a movie. What was it like, Matt? What was it like? It was insane, dude. I only had to answer emails and do base camp stuff like half the time. <laughs> Base camp being our inter-office uh, chat, sort of, sort of like Slack. Uh, uh, but, so, go ahead. Sorry, yeah, it's like it's just like Slack. I didn't mean to go into that too much. But um, it was – I got to watch a movie called Enemy, which went on Netflix again, or maybe I just discovered it on Netflix again. And it's by a cool with, director. With Jake Gyllenhaal? With Jake Gyllenhaal. By Villanueva? It is. That's exactly it. Yeah. And, uh, Denis Villanueva? I will not spoil it. It's – it's an, a strange movie that handles the doppelganger thing and also um, psychological issues. Oh, big Really time. interesting. Yeah, it's really, really cool. It has one of the most shocking endings, not in any kind of gory or like, you know, it's it's, it's more just like, what? Well, it's more like, oh! <laughs> oh. And, and then it's kind of like, duh, huh? So, yeah, definitely worth uh, checking that out. Yeah, totally unrelated to uh, secret hidden planets behind the sun. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there was a response to Michelle's um, 
mention of, of her slightly unusual uh, tax man um, by Tom. And he says, you know, just the other night I watched a movie from 1969 that worked on the premise uh, of just that, a planet exactly opposite the sun that matched our orbit Whoa. and was thus undetected. That craziness seems to pop up occasionally. I know it's an established belief in some conspiracy circles. was just amazed to see it uh, – premised in an old kaiju movie from the 60s. It was Attack of the Monster, which is actually uh, one of the Godzilla versus Gamera movies, you know, and Gamera being the giant turtle. Um, And here's the description of this movie from Wikipedia. Akio and Tom explore a portion of the alien city and meet the planet's only inhabitants, two beautiful women named Barbarella and Florabella, (laughs) who explain that their planet, known as Terra, orbits the sun directly opposite the Earth, which is why it has never been discovered by Earth's astronomers. Furthermore, Terra is facing extinction. Not only is the planet growing cold, but the space Gaios, I'm not sure what that is, are taking it over, and the two women are the last of their kind. Are the Gaios the uh, the creatures? I think so. I thought they were kaijus, though. Oh, um, okay. The knife-headed monster, which the Terrans call Gyron, is their latest defense against the space Gaios. Oh, oh. Gaios, Gaios yeah. are – wait, is this is this correct? Let me make sure. I'm on uh, – what is this? Godzilla Wiki. Yeah. <laughs> and the Gaios in Gamera – they are like pterosaurs or uh-huh. bat creatures. Oh, cool. That's really cool. The, oh, they have arrow he- uh, arrow-shaped heads and leathery wings with three claws on each taloned feet. Each taloned feet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is great. Uh, the next one we got is from Diane, or Diana, rather. Uh, she says, I wait tables at a breakfast place at 7 a.m. First customer of the day sits down and says, I think I'll do shrimp and grits. Did you know the earth is really flat? Oh, just hit him with that. Boom, boom. <laughs> like, yes, I did. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy your tea. I bet you could get a pretty good tip um, from a flat from well, a flat earther I, if you I, like. Uh, well, Diane did not go that route. She, uh, <laughs> Diana, rather. She, she was, was so startled, she says, all I could think was, it's too early for this shit, man. I haven't even had my coffee yet. <laughs> That's a great reaction. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and just to, I don't know, jump on that topic really fast, uh, Mary – posted a picture and it says flat earthers explain the curvature clearly seen here. So flat earthers explain the curvature clearly seen here. And it's an image at the top of Mount Everest. And it looks as though the earth is curved, like and shaped from, from the image that's on this post. I just have to say this one thing. And, uh, well, I wish Casey would be on mic to talk about this, but the way, cause it does look right as far as the earth goes at mm-hmm. that, that, uh, altitude, but the way camera lenses function, there is some, there can be some curving around the edges depending on what lens you're using. Sure. Like if you have like a wide angle lens and you don't have it cropped in enough, like it'll actually see a little bit of distortion around the edges, right? Yes. And Casey mentioned, yeah, specifically a fisheye lens or just a wide angle lens will do that to you. Interestingly enough, in the image, however, you can kind of see stuff at the edges of the frame that's in the foreground that isn't distorted, uh, that doesn't have that curved distortion. Um, so I, you know, it, I, it's just thank you for posting because it's it's had a lot of people commenting on it. Anytime Flat Earth is brought up on Here's Where It Gets Crazy, there is always some wonderful discussion and it is like it's a popcorn kind of thing where you just kind of sit and watch. Yeah, and like you know, to quote Josh from Stuff You Should Know, we're not trying to yuck anyone's yum. And if flat Earth is your yum, 
We're not here to, to yuck it. And honestly, no matter what you believe, uh, if you do believe in that, we're we're not telling you not to. We're just saying maybe it's probably not true. It's probably not. But but again, we're not experts nor scientists, so we have to keep room for everything, right? Yeah, absolutely. Take it for what it's worth. Um, there actually is a pretty great YouTube video uh, where a kid attached a GoPro camera to a hot air balloon. And it goes up so high that yeah. you very clearly see the curvature of, of the earth. Yo, but what, what lens are they using, bro? All right. It's a GoPro, bro. <laughs> okay, that's pretty wide. Yeah. I think it's time for a quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll get right back in to your posts on Here's Where It Gets Crazy. Boom. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. 
Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Yes, we are indeed back. And before we jump uh, further into these awesome posts and comments, I just want to say the kid that I was talking about the, that sent that camera up into beyond the, the atmosphere to show the curvature of the Earth. A lot of comments uh, from the Flat Earth community on this post uh, from CNN saying it's just the the curvature is, is from the lens. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's, a, you know, uh, it's not a fisheye. I mean, a GoPro isn't a fisheye. It's more of a wide angle. Yeah, it's right? just wide angle. Yeah. yeah so, uh, but apparently, he kind of was part of the flat Earth community a little bit. This kid named Adam Cudworth, and he kind of got disowned after this. I think he was sort of like saying, "Well, I don't think I believe this anymore because I did this experiment." And then the, yeah. the community kind of like turned on him. So. Oh, geez. You know, the we mentioned a long time ago where we talked about this about the experiments you can do to test the theories. And we've been getting some voicemails, some rather uh, angry voicemails. Not angry, just arguments. They're, they're, they're arguments from people saying how that's incorrect. And there are experiments you could do to prove the flat earth theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, again, it's going to be But debated. why can't we get to the edge and, just, jump and just look over? Like if, <laughs> if the earth is flat, like where's the edge? Because you got to go past the ice rim, man. You can't get past the ice rim mountains. Oh. Come on. Okay. Come I am, on. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not up on it. <laughs> it's all good. Let, let's continue on uh, with an unrelated post by Leaf. Leaf says, hey, guys, I'd love to hear an episode on Australian mythical creatures like the Yowie or the Bunyip, B-U-N-Y-I-P. I personally was not aware of any of these. And in just doing a, a little bit of research on yeah. this, it, you, you realize there's this whole like – pantheon of of uh, Australian mythical creatures that are super cool and many of them rooted in real fossil record yes. entries, you know? So um, this is the one I was talking about. Well, like, we have to say before we get into this that this is a topic that I know Ben would relish oh, us this, going that's into what I'm an saying. entire This thing. is the one at the top of the show. I was like, this is – some of these might – Deserve an episode unto themselves. This is definitely one of them. But yes. just a few of them. Uh, one we found is something called drop bears. And this came from Owen, who chimed in on this thread. And this idea uh, from this National Geographic article that he posted is that back in the day in Australia, you might just be walking along, doing your thing, when a dark shape plummets onto you from above, pinning you down before you realize that you're being eaten alive by an overgrown koala. What? Um, yeah, and this is meant to be sort of – for funsies, because the idea is that's not true. There was no carnivorous koalas that eat, ate human flesh. And yet, um, this myth, the idea, the, the drop bear, because it gets the drop on you. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it jumps down on you. Um, that's horrifying. It, yeah, it really is. It sticks around. Uh, it, it's, it's kind of been considered a bit of a hoax, but paleontologists and fossil aficionados uh, are aware of a creature called the Thylacoleo carnifex, which they refer to as a marsupial lion. Whoa. And that's, you know, kind of like a... Like an alpha marsupial. A flesh-eating koala, yeah. And you can see a picture of this thing at australianmuseum.net.au slash T-H-Y-L-A-C-O-L-E-O dash carnifex, which is C-A-R-N-I-F-E-X. And this thing... I dare you to actually... 
to type all that into your to your phone right now. Yeah, <laughs> you just, just 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 keep use, use that ten second button. You got this. You got this. Um, but anyway, just just Google Drop Bear and you'll get it. But this thing looks like some wing, something between like a wallaby and like a tiger yeah. and a bear, and yeah, it looks horrifying. And it would have eaten you alive. Apparently, it also has teeth. It's called cheek teeth. Okay. Large slicing cheek teeth. What does that mean? I don't know, but I do not want to encounter cheek teeth ever. No, thank you. No, definitely not. So there we go. That's the the the, the drop bear. But we, we can go into I want to hear more about the mythology behind uh, some of these creatures. Another suggestion in this thread came from Michael, uh, who sent us an article about um, a giant fossilized snake skeleton that was found um, in the Australian outback that is linked to something called dream time. Do you know about dream time? Yes. You know, it was mentioned in a book that my son just got, but tell me more. Yeah, the dream time is, is really difficult to kind of like almost to translate into uh, an easily digestible concept, but it is kind of a historical period, I guess, in early man, the aboriginal um, people of the Australian outback, and the idea that they had this whole pantheon of spiritual practices and gods and animals and this idea that animals uh, could talk to each other and um, a lot of it's still around today and they call it the dreaming. Um, And it's actually featured pretty heavily in uh, the Sandman comics, I want to say. There's like a, there's a big story about the, well, the dreaming in in the Sandman (laughs) world, but also like there's a, there is definitely some uh, dream time stories in, uh, in, in Sandman. Oh, I recall that. Yeah. But anyway, this, this article is about this particular giant uh, snake skeleton, this serpent that was found that kind of uh, references a particular creature from the dream time known as the rainbow serpent. Mm-hmm. And this particular type of prehistoric giant snake has a really difficult to pronounce scientific term <laughs> called madsoids, M-A-D-T-S-O-I-I-D-S. Um, and they've recently unearthed just a pile of these things in the deep uh, north of the Cape York Peninsula in Australia. Well, Okay. So, okay, we, there's a little taste of some of this stuff. It's out there. There's real fossil evidence of this, and I'm really interested in getting into more of this dream time stuff. Yeah. Uh, we just kind of barely scratched it, but those were some really good ideas, and I think we may have an episode about that in our future. And, oh, you wanted to say a little bit of something about the bunyip, right? Oh, yeah, the, just the bunyip and the yowie are really interesting, the two that were mentioned in the post. The, the yowie is, I would say, close to akin to a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch mm. or some – some version of that. And then the bunyip is a really fascinating, like, swamp creature? Or I guess a... It's aquatic, right? Yeah. Yeah, like an aquatic animal that, you know, there are a lot of reasons for its existence. It's like a really good cautionary tale for a kid. The Like, if you talk about the existence of this this scary creature that could get you, because they're all of... All sorts of scary things that can get you in water, especially if you're in Australia. <laughs> so, um, oh my God! Speaking of Australia, our buddies and stuff you should know are about to do an Australian tour. Yeah, and somebody posted on their Sisk Army page. Apparently, there's this thing in Australia called magpie season where, like, these magpies just dive bomb random people, like, riding their bikes. Magpie Magpies. Bombing. Yeah. They're, like, they're like you know, they're, they're bigger than crows. They almost look like falcons or something. And there's a video somebody posted of this poor 
poor girl riding her bike with a helmet on, knowing that she was going to get attacked by this magpie because it was just like <laughs> danger zone magpie area. And this thing just is relentless and just keeps dive bombing her head over and over and over again. And I just I just I reply, this is terrifying because yeah. you know how I feel about birds. Oh, my God. Highly terrifying. Our next post comes from Mark Danko, and his text just says, Bwahaha. and he's posted another post, like I guess a repost or taking a picture or a screen grab, and it's uh, someone named Duncan McMaster saying, Stanley Kubrick was hired to fake the moon landing, but his perfectionism made them film it on location on the moon. Yep. <laughs> just going to leave that one there. No, it's great. And then there's a comment on Twitter. The only moon landing conspiracy theory I'll ever believe. Yeah, that's that's pretty great. I'm pretty into it. <laughs> I'm so into that. Thank you, Mark. Uh, we really appreciate it. I think uh, a lot of other people appreciated it too. And then our next post comes from Nicholas uh, Seitler, I believe, or Seitler. He posted a meme about the recent lawsuit against Monsanto's product called Roundup. And he said, a San Francisco court just awarded $289 million to a school groundskeeper after it was determined that he got cancer from using Monsanto's Roundup every day. And then he, the meme says, so let me get this straight. The conspiracy theorists were right again and tried to warn us about this over five years ago. <laughs> um, what, can I, what can I say, Nicholas? The conspiracy theorists seem to have been right. But we've got some more context here for you uh, for this if you haven't heard about this lawsuit. Yeah, I haven't actually heard a ton about it uh, until you mentioned it, Matt, um, and seeing it on the page. But yeah, get, what's the de- what, are the, what are the deets? Okay, so there's this lawsuit that was filed in 2016 by a man named Dwayne Johnson. He was uh, – or his, is or was. I'm not exactly sure what he's doing right now. But uh, he was a school system groundskeeper in California. And he alleged that his use of Monsanto's gliophosphate-based herbicides, both Roundup and this other one called Ranger Pro, they're gliophosphate-based. And they kill plants, lots and lots of plants, among other things. And he's saying that his use of these chemicals caused him to develop non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, uh, some pretty serious cancer. So then in August of 2018, last week as we were sitting in this room recording this episode, a California jury deliberated for three days and then they found Monsanto liable for Mr. Johnson's cancer. Specifically, they concluded that the company had failed to warn Dwayne Johnson of the cancer risks associated with the use of their products. And here's the thing, that that logic and that um, decision doesn't – they're not saying – they failed to just warn him. They're saying this company failed to warn all users of their products about the cancer risks. And that's like one of the most, that's like the ubiquitous weed killer. Like, you know, Roundup. Roundup, It's been around forever, you know. Roundup-ready crops are a massive Mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing that's interesting is the reason we're hearing about this case and a seemingly pretty speedy uh, result here, right? Yeah. Um, is because he was granted special dispensation because he had terminal cancer. Yeah. And that's a thing. You can get a judge to grant you a quicker turnaround or, you know, get to your case quicker, I guess, if if you have those kind of conditions. But there are more than 800 other patients that are suing Monsanto yes. in a class action. So how cool is it, or however you feel about it, I mean, it's, it's certainly interesting, that there is a definitive you know, this is your fault, Monsanto. You messed up. 
we're awarding this guy this massive amount of money. How is that yeah. going to affect this, this this class? I would think positively. Well, well, here here's the thing. Okay, so they're ordered to pay thirty nine million in compens- compensation to Mr. Johnson, as well as two hundred and fifty million dollars in punitive damage. Um, the thing is that, that Monsanto is – they already stated they're going to appeal the verdict. I think that's pretty obvious. They're going to appeal uh, until they can't. Uh, and they also stated that hundreds of scientific studies and reviews support the fact that gliophosphate does not cause cancer and it did not cause Mr. Johnson's cancer. However, uh, one of the lawyers for Mr. Johnson, he stated that as uh, – as part of the trial, the jury was shown these internal memos, these uh, documents from Monsanto that whoosh, whoosh, proved Monsanto had known for decades that gliophosphate and specifically Roundup could cause cancer. Well, it's the same stuff we see with like these pharmaceutical companies in like uh, – what was it? Uh, Purdue or whatever. We did the opiates episode the other week. Mm-hmm. They knew that Oxycontin was 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 just as addictive, yeah. and yet continued to push that company line of no, it's fine. And they, I, I think, went so far as to either falsify or hold back, you know, study data that yeah. they had. I mean, these companies yeah. will stop at nothing to keep pushing their products on the public if if they're doing well. You know, have you seen the show Succession on HBO? No, I really want to though. Okay. I really want to. Yeah, I'm, I, I plan on it very soon. It's uh, about sort of a like a. Trump esque family, right? Uh, it's it's closer to a corporate, uh, you know, behemoth kind of like. It's closer to like uh, someone who would own a CNN or something. Oh, because I think it's based on Rupert Murdoch. Yeah, or Murdoch. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and it's uh, the guy who wrote it. I want to say had his hands in a bunch of interesting kind of comedy stuff. Like I think he wrote for Peep Show and yep. um, another show that we talked about recently. Well, yeah, and Adam McKay, Will Ferrell, they're they're both involved in the show. Oh, yeah, this guy Jesse Armstrong, he wrote for Peep Show, which I love. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that, and the and the political movie In the Loop, um, the Armando Inucci movie, which we talked about love uh, that recently. Movie. And I, have, I actually haven't seen it, but I really love Death of Stalin. Oh, nice, yeah, Death of Stalin. I haven't seen that, but I will. But the reason I bring up Succession is because they they refer to this concept of where the bodies are buried within a company, like where. Are, all the bad stuff is that we can't let out. Right. Uh, they refer to it as the death pit, I believe. Oh, fine. And uh, this just feels like Monsanto's one of Monsanto's death pits. <laughs> but it's interesting to see such a distinct victory, you know, for someone who clearly was, you know, I don't know. It's, I, it, you know, I, I don't want to sound just like I'm so insanely anti-corporate on every level. But when you see stuff like this, it actually affects people's lives. Yeah. And then the companies are like, you know, resulting to every dirty trick in the book. It it kind of feels like a little bit of comeuppance. You know, it's nice to see the little the little guys, you know, win occasionally. I'm interested to see how this class agree. action uh, progresses. I agree Co- completely. And here's the final, I'm going to read the entire final paragraph from this New York Times article. In September 2017, the EPA, or Environmental Protection Agency, concluded a decades-long assessment of gliophosphate risks and found that the chemical was not likely carcinogenic to humans. But the World Health Organization's cancer arm in 2015 classified gliophosphate as probably carcinogenic to humans. So there you go. Okay. (laughs) Doesn't get more... Cut and dry than that. Yeah. Who has more of a financial interest in that? Huh? <clears throat> anyway, all right. Let's let us let us move on. Oh wait, Noel. We should probably take a word from our sponsor. I think it's time. I need a little pause for the cause. 
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Our next post came from Simon Gregory, and all he did was put a very inconspicuous little link to a very odd website. Yeah, something called Asgardia. What's Asgardia, Matt? Well, it's specifically asgardia.space slash en. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Asgardia, man, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, other than being the, the realm of the gods in Norse mythology, um, this Asgardia. And adding the <laughs> ia just makes it sound more 
futuristic. I it guess. does. I guess it does. So um, Asgardia purports to be the world's first ever space nation, um, also referring to themselves uh, on this site as a space kingdom. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and it was founded and funded by a guy named Igor Asherbaili, um, who is a member of the Aerospace International Research Center. And the whole idea here is that Asgardia wants to be an independent nation in space and become a member of the UN. In order to achieve this, they launched um, a back in November of 2017 a small uh, bread loaf size. This is how I've seen it described satellite, the Asgardia One, um, into space. Um, the idea was that it would orbit at the International Space Station, where it remained until it then deployed to low Earth orbit. And their claim here is that this somehow gives them sovereignty in space. Because they've established – it's like planting a flag kind in of. space. Because I guess no one owns space, right? Like that's sort of <laughs> yeah, the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's hilarious. I've, I have seen that this thing actually contains some data or something or yeah. has stuff in it. Yeah. No, not only that. Um, and you can actually – if you're a member, you can upload your own stuff to it. To what end, I'm not certain. Um, For one terabyte? Well, one terabyte is what's on it now. I'm sure it has more storage than that. Oh, okay, okay. But there is a, a field on the site, on the Asgardia site, where you, if you have a login and are actually a member, which we'll get into in a second, you there's a little form where you can upload um, any material, photos, anything, wow. anything that you want up there in space. Um, but, you know, it sure seems like they're an awful long way away from having any kind of space colonies. I don't think they're going to get the 200,000-plus Citizens that they have, uh, they're not going to fit into that bread bread loaf, right? They're going to yeah. They're going to have to do some serious coordination. Um, but that's the thing: there are two hundred thousand people that have identified themselves as citizens, uh, and they're across the world and two hundred plus countries. Uh, and they they claim on the site to be one hundred seventy first in population size, and they're actually holding parliamentary style elections right now. And there are several high-profile UK lawmakers that are running. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And um, this is another one that I think there's enough information and enough uh, intrigue behind the establishment of this. I want to know more about their goals. I want to know more about how they actually plan to get these people into space or if it's all just kind of smoke and mirrors and and, uh, the, the, the stories behind these kind of high-profile U.K. lawmakers, a guy named Limbit Opic, who has uh, had more scandals than you can shake a stick at, and a guy named Nigel Evans um, are okay. both very intensely involved. So I, I kind of want to just tease it at that and, and look into it yourselves, folks, and prep for maybe an episode coming up on Asgardia. Yes, please. I, I think one way you could do it is just, like, send sequenced DNA up there or, like, uh, just data from – people's DNA. And that way, when it, when it gets discovered somehow in the future by our AI overlords, you can just recreate the uh, bio, biological life. I don't like it. Okay, cool. Would you go to space? <laughs> yeah. You wanna, that's right. You, you went to space camp. Yeah, you, you've, been, you've been preparing for this for your, your whole life. Dude, Picard's coming back. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Picardi's coming back? Picardi, yeah. The, the only vodka uh, space-faring captain. Okay, so let's go to Adam Williams. He he posted about a gentleman named Richard B. Russell. And uh, I'll just read what he says here. 29-year-old ground service employee at Alaska Airlines stole a Dash 8 from SeaTac just to do a flip and see some whales before the plane ran out of fuel. Unfortunately, it came to a fiery end 
but out of harm's way to anyone else. Very good audio and video of the incident on YouTube. Search for Stolen Plain Seattle. And Richard wrote a little bit more. You can see it on uh, on the page if you want to go check it out. But let's go ahead and play a quick excerpt from the audio that he's speaking about here. Just flying the plane around. You seem comfortable with that? Oh, hell yeah. It's a blast, man. I've played video games before, so I, uh, you know, I know what I'm doing a little bit. Okay, and... Uh, and you can see all the terrain around you. Uh, you've got no issue with visibility or anything? Nah, everything's peachy. Peachy clean. Just did a little circle around Rainier. It's beautiful. Um, I think I got some gas to go check out uh, the Olympics. And, uh, yeah. Okay, and uh, Rich, do you know, uh, are you able to tell what altitude you're at? The jets. No, I'm not taking you to any jets. I'm actually keeping you away from aircraft that are trying to land at SeaTac. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't want to screw with that. I'm glad, uh, glad you're not, uh, you know, screwing up everyone else's day. So, yes, this is a real thing. This just happened on August 11th of 2018. Uh, this gentleman, Richard Russell, he was also known as Bebo, also known as Sky King, and that's probably how you might know of him right now. Is that his gamer handle? Because apparently he, his only experience flying was playing video games. Yes, it, that, at least he says that yeah. in the... Uh, in the video or in the air traffic control communication. He was a 29-year-old ground service employee with a place called Horizon Air, and he was working out of the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. And yes, he did steal a twin-engine turboprop plane from this maintenance area. And he instantly, I was watching some live leak videos when this was happening in real time, people were uploading, and he became an internet meme and a legend when the recordings of his communications with air traffic came out because he was just calm as anything. He said it was the first time he's ever flown a pretty large plane and he was doing maneuvers like flips and barrel rolls. And he somehow had taught himself how to do this stuff just with like Microsoft flight simulator yeah. and other things. Um, he was not trained to be a pilot. Pretty stinking insane. Um, and, you so know, what were his motives? Like, why did he want? He just wanted to have some yucks. Like, his just, motives just, are unclear clips? right now, but it does seem as though maybe he was dealing with something, uh, depression or some issues. This guy did crash the plane and and die, but whether he did that intentionally is still a bit of an unknown. It's kind of a conjecture. I would I would say that it is not a hundred percent clear that he was suicidal, but the things he said certainly would lead you to believe that he was. Yeah, he, he did say in this conversation with air traffic control that he knew how to put the landing gear down, but that he wasn't really planning on doing it, on landing it. Uh, and that he referred to himself as a, a broken guy with a, with some screws loose, I think. You yeah. Know? But yeah, pretty pretty bold way to go. Yeah, and there's no real stuff they don't want you to know here outside the fact that this maintenance worker was able to successfully steal, hijack, steal a plane. And not to mention, like, how, in the same way as with the credit card scam, right, earlier, yeah. um, how is this going to affect the kind of access that employees get, you know, as security gets tighter and tighter, um, every interaction that we have in society is starting to get more and more monitored, and yeah. we're just looking for new potential threats always and yeah. like now it's like we're looking at them from the inside so i wonder if this is going to require different clearances or uh, what, what what it's going to mean for for people 
you know, at airports. I, I don't know. There's a lot of potential for change there. And I would just say I don't know enough about how you get a plane to start, a, a, like an, a giant turboprop engine plane to start. Are there keys involved? Is there a code involved? Is there software? I don't know, but I'm going to look it up and learn more. So I guess, yeah, here, here's to you, Sky King. Our final post for this episode comes from Alex Lasky, and he posted a Guardian story, and it's the title is Man Fined for Pretending to Be a Ghost in Portsmouth Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, and the reason this is great uh, is because the, it's, it's like the commentary is, is interviewer. Where do you see yourself in five years? Me. And in this post, man, fine for pretending to be a ghost in Portsmouth <laughs> Cemetery. And I couldn't help but let this. this oh, oh, yeah. And then the the below the below the headline, police spokesman say witnesses complained about Anthony Stollard throwing his arms in the air and saying, "Ooh, <laughs> jeez." And it could I, I couldn't help but be reminded of our Ghosts of Versailles episode, yeah, where there was like some question as to whether these two women who claimed to have seen the ghosts of Marie Antoinette and several other members of her court in the gardens around Versailles weren't just seeing like reenactors or like some kind of people in costume or, you know, folks pretending to be ghosts. Yeah. What was it? We don't know. Uh, This dude, by the way, Anthony Stallard had to pay 35 pounds and he was also, he was fined 35 pounds and ordered to pay 20 pounds uh, to a victim. Uh, Oh, it's called a victim surcharge (laughs) as well as 20 pounds in cost. So, a hefty little fine there for pretending to be a ghost. Yeah, and boy, what a what a wild ride this one's been, Matt. Yes, it has. We have been here, there, and 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 yawn. This is certainly where it got crazy today. And while I miss uh, you know, this Ben shaped void here and the Ben shaped hole in my heart, mine too. You know, it's it's a bit of a bummer. I'm glad we were able to push forward and get one of these out. And I look forward to doing the next one with Sir Ben back in full corporeal glory. That's right. If you've written emails to us in, gosh, the past 100 days, uh, we've been collecting them and putting together a listener mail episode. So that will be coming out in a little while, too. So look forward to that as well. Dude, we have over 142 voicemail messages. Some of them are pretty weird. Yes, very weird. And some of them are great. Uh, shout out to you, Johnny Planet, who has left, I think, a record eight messages thus far, maybe more. Good old JP. Johnny Planet out there in Santa Cruz. Um, shout out to you, sir, if you're listening. Okay, well, if you want to write to us or hang out with us, please check us out on Facebook where you can find our Here's Where It Gets Crazy page, and you can join up. All you have to do is know the names of the people who host this show. Yeah, use your imagination. And then no, you, wait, don't use your imagination. <laughs> yeah, just, Name the names, and then you'll get into the group. Um, also, if you want to go to StuffThatIDon'tWantYouToKnow.com and click on that Live Shows tab, yes. you can buy tickets to our upcoming shows in Philadelphia, New York City, uh, Brooklyn to be precise, Arlington, which is like right outside of D.C., mm-hmm. and Boston. Boston. We're doing Boston? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm excited, man. Uh, and, in, and right here in good old Atlanta at Terminal West, the hometown show. So, yeah, do that. Please, buy, buy, buy tickets. We'd really appreciate it. Really, really, we would. Uh, and if you want to write to us or anything like that, you can find us also on Twitter, on Facebook, proper. Uh, all of these places where usually conspiracy stuff or an Instagram conspiracy stuff show. If you don't want to do any of that stuff, you can call us and leave a voicemail. Our number is one 833 
S-T-D-W-Y-T-K. Leave a message today. Yeah, and if you don't want to do any of that stuff, you can just write us a good old-fashioned email at conspiracy at howstuffworks.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.